This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. This is the second part of a two-part episode, so make sure you go back and listen to part one first. Emil, what is one question style that they will see with the case study and the, the new next generation okay. that they wouldn't have seen before? Just one. Okay. I think um, they will be integrating this. Uh, we, we, we have this so-called standalone questions. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of these particular standalone questions is what we call bow tie. So unlike with the transition between the questions in the case study, so where in the case study aims to to measure the sixth level of, of uh, clinical judgment model, in 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 order that you will start at the uh, um, recognizing cues all the way to evaluating your outcomes. Another example of standalone question is what we call the bow tie. So this particular bow tie aims to measure simultaneously the six clinical judgment model for the nurse. So meaning to say, you will be presented with a, a, a particular case study. So uh, the, the, the aim of this examination, of this type of exam, is to measure your, the nurse, ability to think for the expected outcomes, to measure, to uh, identify the, the, the outcomes, to anticipate the possible interventions and also the possible conditions that the patient is having or or experiencing based on the clinical scenario. So the nurse has to, or or the the examinee um, has to like evaluate this uh, uh, clinical study in order for for him or her to to, to complete this bow tie questions. So for example, the condition is, uh, is placed on the center. So the, 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 the measures to uh, um, uh, recognize the cues is being um, uh, positioned at the left and the measure to, to, to um, expected measure the expected outcomes are, are, are positioned on the right. So these are some of the, the possible test format that the nurse might, might be uh, um, getting in the NCLEX, aside from they have this um, three case studies that they will be mm-hmm. uh, getting. Okay. All right. And Jay, um, another different question type that we're going to see uh, nurses face here? Apart from the tie, I guess, uh, actually tie is one uh, type of a standalone NGN question, apart from the standalone traditional questions. And of course, the case studies. Definitely, we'll have uh, three case studies in one uh-huh. sitting. And uh, they said you're gonna have uh, if you're going to have four case studies, actually the four the maximum of five case studies, actually only three case that, that that's what they said uh, uh, only three case studies will be like scored, and the remaining will be unscored because that's they're going to measure you know your ability because it's still a a computer adaptive exam. Anyway, so all in all, I, I guess like uh. NGN unscored is 15, and for current NCLEX, it's uh, uh, also 15. Another thing, going back to your question, uh, uh, we have the, the matrix. Matrix is kind of interesting as well because you're going to click and click and click to uh, what specific, for example, symptoms that you can see in a patient having appendicitis or a patient having MI or Crohn's or uh, ulcerative colitis or something. But uh, it's kind of interesting because uh, that's what we see here as uh, what Paul said earlier, 
this is what we see here in the U.S. And it's kind of really, uh, you know, uh, really, uh, it really amazes me because this one is really a good project uh, by, the, by the NCSBN. Because, like I said, what we see here, uh, this is the time wherein us as an international educator, we can at least, uh, uh, you know, the gaps are there, but at least we can uh, fix those gaps so we can deliver it to the international nurses. If you can also see the figures, we're a lot lower than uh, the figures that we can see here in the U.S., like if you are a U.S. graduate nurse. So what we're trying to deliver is to at least bring it up so we can fix the gaps. So anyway, so those are just uh, a few things. Those are just uh, one type of question, the matrix question, apart from that uh, standalone bow tie questions. And if you think about it, it really, it's really consistent with, uh, with uh, the six measurement model, the recognizing cues, the analyzing cues, prioritizing hypothesis, generate solutions, taking actions, and evaluate outcomes. If you think about it as well, it's like a breakdown of the nursing process. Exactly. Right? It's like a breakdown of nursing process. And if you think about also of your case studies, those are six questions. And those are really consistent with the measurement model that they gave. Like, you know, the recognizing cues up to evaluating outcomes. It's really consistent there. So uh, uh, one thing for sure, if you're going to take this NGN, you have to memorize those things, like, you know, these six uh, measurement model. So what is really, what is uh, recognizing cues and what is being a nurse to analyze cues and evaluating outcomes, you know, uh, as part of your uh, nursing process. You have to learn those things. You have to understand those things. So we're not getting away from memorization. Yeah. We're not getting away from understanding the models. We are just applying that at such a, a, a more I, I would say almost autonomous level. Um, and we're truly uh, um, using all of that training. You know, I hear a lot of, you know, I was educated in this country, but I use U.S. nursing textbooks. I'm seeing the same textbooks that a nurse who's studying in the U.S. to become a nurse is getting. So the material and the foundation that you have still has to be very strong to be able to take it to the next level. Um, there is one point I wanted to bring out when it comes to the level of difficulty. You mentioned there's there everybody's going to get at least three of these. They may get more. Some of those will be unscored. Here's the other thing. They built all different levels of case studies. So it's not, I see this and it's a more difficult question or it's a less difficult. Paul mentioned earlier, these are subjective opinions. So mm -hmm. for me, I've worked in med surge. I've seen a lot of different stuff. Right. And so if you give me a, a, you know, that type of med surgy patient, I'm like, I can handle this. You give me OB case study. <laughs> Heaven help me. I'm going to have a challenge there. So I have to make sure as well that I, even if my current comfort zone, especially if I'm out in practice, is a certain setting or type of patient, I still have to be prepared for those case study style questions to be potentially harder for me for a lot of different reasons. But the way the test assumes that they are easier, harder, is not gonna be the same as maybe the way you as an individual evaluate the level of difficulty of the question you're facing. That was true with the current way that NCLEX is being conducted, where you go, that was such an easy question. That was such a hard question. We do know if we feel like the test was easy, if you're a high performing student, maybe you were 
maybe it was easier for you. Maybe you really kind of knocked it out of the park. But we've also had people say, I thought the test was easy. And sometimes that's a red flag for me. I'm like, "Uh oh, you might have underestimated those questions a little bit. Right. And and now you you think you're okay, And then you get your result and you're like, what happened? That could still happen in the future where you're looking at questions and you're going, oh, this doesn't seem as bad. I don't know why I was so freaked out. You are going to take an approach of don't try and judge how difficult or hard the the question is. Have a very methodical approach to that question for what's in front of you. Make sure you're not rushing it or missing details because it seems easy. Um, That may actually trip you more than a lack of preparation. So that's where I want to caution you guys. Be really careful with that opinion of what's easy or difficult or whatever. We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work in healthcare facilities here in the USA. If you are interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. On with the show. Paul, can I start with you again and have you tell us when you're thinking about international nurses preparing, what's one tip that you would give them that you, if in, if ne- now that we're thinking about next gen NCLEX, um, you'll tell them something different. You'll tell them now I need you to do this to make sure that you're prepared for this type of exam. So what's one tip that you would give? And then we'll have the others share theirs. So I, I'm, I'm big on content, which means um, I expect my students to be at a certain level of, you know, comprehension or knowledge, which means they should be carrying a certain level of um, ability, you know, to, to understand or have already known or understood this situations, cases, disorders, diseases, medications, and so many things. So I'm big on content. Um, even before next gen NCLEX, I emphasize the students. Memorization is not the key to pass the NCLEX. It has always not been the key to pass the NCLEX, and it's still not going to work for the next gen NCLEX. So I always say content is king, and preparation is um, the key to the NCLEX, right? Uh, to the next gen NCLEX. So very important that you really, at this point, master your nursing contents. If you are an experienced nurse and have been in the bedside for 10 to 20 years, it is high time for you to open those books again or attend lecture classes, review courses that will target your ability and adapt to your ability. So there are so many changes to the medical practice already. Even here in the States, we're trying to keep up. Every year we have to be certified, educated. We have to take all these modules every year and get competency checked. Um, And that's only in the clinical practice. That's not including changes to the way education should be delivered. Like Jay said earlier, diseases are getting complex. So very important that you have mastery of content. Very important that you have in-depth knowledge. The clinical judgment model will test you on many different um, content assessments, such as when you're talking about recognizing cues, you should have the ability, and I discussed this in my last, the Dr. Nurse Paul Show, Secrets of Next Gen NCLEX, last Saturday in my own page. Um, with the recognizing cues alone, you have to have the ability to determine a normal versus abnormal findings. What does plus two pulse mean, right? Is that a normal finding or an abnormal finding? 
And the next step of the clinical judgment model is analyzing cues. You should have the ability to, you know, you, ha- you should have the mastery of pathophysiology of diseases because at this point, you're going to have to pick the diagnosis based off of the presented case in front of you. So is this MI, is this abdominal aneurysm? And then on the third step, prioritizing hypothesis, you should have established your ability to prioritize these problems. And we talk about prioritization, we say all of the options will be correct, but you're going to have to choose only one. So these are different competencies that nurses must meet on every step of the clinical judgment model. You will not be able to go through this individual competencies unless you have mastery of content, right? Like sepsis. Mm -hmm. When we talk about sepsis, you should know everything about that. There was a case that I presented the other day where it says the blood pressure of the patient was 88 over 50, and it's clearly sepsis based on the situation. And the nurse's answer was to prioritize vasopressors or to start norepi. Going off the guideline, you start with your IV bolus with 30 milligram per kilogram first for as much as three liters, but that's something that we probably don't do in the international arena compared to the North America. So content is important. And when I say content, it's not content with what you only learned in school. It's the American education guidelines or evidence-based medicine. That's Mm -hmm. the content that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So you also, unfortunately, can't go and drag out your old textbooks. I couldn't either. Even though they're, you know, like this thick, if you had them printed, you can't just pull those out. We've had a lot of things change in, you know, sometimes year over year, how you how you understand a disease or what the recommended or evidence based interventions are. It changes. And the things that we learned that, you know, we thought really probably didn't hadn't changed when you look at even within the U.S., a hospital that um, is pushing evidence-based practice and maybe has more uh, nursing councils around that and things like that. Sometimes you look at that one and you look at maybe a small rural hospital. The the things that they do and how they do it may differ a little bit. So we are still talking textbook. Um, it, it's not like I learned this research happened yesterday and I've got to go apply it on NCLEX. No, it's not that bad. But it is saying don't rely just on your historical experience and knowledge of a disease. You're going to have to refresh it because there are things that have advanced since we finished our nursing education, U.S. textbooks or not. And so knowing that or the NCLEX would have been an expectation today, and it's going to be an expectation after April 1st. So no change there. It's just that I think it, to Paul's point, it becomes that much more important for you not to be lacking in that. And I can memorize a lot of things and people have amazing techniques for that and mnemonics, but make sure that you, you do understand what you're memorizing. I can regurgitate facts, but not understand what I'm telling you. So it's, it is very much deeper than that. Um, Jay, uh, what is one thing that you would tell a nurse preparing for next gen in in NCLEX now that they're going to have to face that? Yeah. Uh, Traditional NCLEX or the NGN NCLEX, uh, it's a little bit, a little bit about everything. You have to prepare everything like holistically. You have to be mentally, psychologically, spiritually, physically, financially prepared to be able to ace this exam. But remember, uh, primarily this is a nursing knowledge exam, so you have to have a master of content. And like I said earlier, you cannot just uh, 
stay on your ground like uh, just what we used to do in our uh, country like you know the nursing licensure exam it's a lot different from the nursing licensure exam in the philippines mm -hmm. you have to like you know uh, go one step two step three step higher because uh, there's you know too much expectation from being a nurse here in the u.s you have to keep up with the standards mm -hmm. and uh, like i said uh, mastery of the content and uh the question is, how are you going to master the content? Repetition. So that's one thing that I'm going to tell, you know, my, our students, that uh, you have to really, like, uh, repeat, repeat, and repeat so you can master not only the, you know, you have to master or at least the concept. You have to understand the concept. So you'll be able to, like, you know, uh, for example, like, prioritize your hypothesis basing from what you analyze, uh, you know, basing from what you form you know, on your hypothesis in the beginning. So mastery, at the same time, repetition, and added with spirituality, of course, uh, you have to be guided as well. All right. And Emil, um, what would one tip for preparation be that you uh, would recommend for next-gen testers? It's actually, um, um, Holly, um, Sergi, and Dr. Paul already um, determined mm -hmm. the most important uh parameters in order for you to prepare yourself uh, for this very challenging examination. I think uh, one thing uh, I can share you uh, based on how I train my students is to inculcate them the idea that you need to strive to understand the reasoning behind the facts and also concept you are learning rather than memorizing them. And with regards to this, central to idea of understanding the reasoning behind is also the ability when you take this level in of, of what we call prioritization, you just have to also prioritize your weak areas. This is something that I really wanted to 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 uh, to share with my students because of the nature of the NCLEX, which is NCLEX NGN. It's all about a computer adaptive. You already have the knowledge. You already have the skills. You already enrich your your understanding on how to attack this uh, um, NGN. You already know the dynamics of this examination, the entire concept, because you read a lot of resources, but you haven't been able to focus on your weak areas and you do not go away. You, you only focus on the things that you think very important, but you forget to, to, to focus or prioritize your weak areas. And because mm -hmm. of, of the computer adapts with your ability and you will not be able to check whether you are. Like what you have said, Holly, a while ago, you are a med surge nurse, and if you will be given a concept of about OB, oh no. What about <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, when the time comes that you will be, like in my case, I am a master in cardiovascular thoracic nurse, uh, nursing, so if I will be like uh, um, presented with the questions with OB, just like you, and also mental health, which I think, I am very weak with these areas to really have to focus. So mm -hmm. it's it's not really uh, uh, um, um, focusing on one particular uh, topic, but rather like what uh, Sir Jay have said, holistically, you need, because of diversity of all the topics in nursing, it's really something that you cannot, you cannot, uh, uh, it's not an overnight study, but rather it entails a, a, a dynamic approach so you really have to go back with your previous uh, knowledge combined with your clinical experience training preparation 
to be able for you to 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 get yourself into a higher level because this NGN is not anymore the thing of the past rather that this transition it's really a challenging not only for for me for for uh, uh, nurses in the US but rather whole as a whole uh, as a whole team so not only uh, nurses from from Asia nurses in in other continents but rather this a whole nurses in the entire continent should be uh, need to be ready for this transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll add my two cents for what it's worth. Um, I think historically I've always advised nurses that when they're um, getting to the point they've got a content, a foundation that's sort of looked like Emil said across the board, don't ignore your weak areas because if they come along, you have to have some core knowledge and, and ability to cope with that. This test is not built to test whether you're an expert in any particular area, but whether you have the foundational knowledge and skills for all of those entry-level um, uh, areas, if you will. So when we looked historically at nurses' um, knowledge and memorization, sometimes what they think they're going to memorize is the right answer. And so I think when we look at the current question styles today, there's a temptation to do that. We want to steer away from that and find out why did our answer, why was our answer potentially the wrong one? And why was this answer the right one? When you get from content review, you've got your solid content and you now start to look at your question analysis. I think you have to take it even a step further with the next gen NCLEX practice questions to say, Um, what could I have missed within these case studies? Are there details that I bypassed or that I didn't give enough uh, uh, understanding to? Or do I not truly understand how all the pieces and the patho comes together to evaluate what the likely clinical diagnosis is? Because then from that point on, you're now making decisions based on correctly identifying what is happening with the patient. And that helps you formulate what you need to do as a nurse and how, which things are priority and whatnot. So um, Dr. Paul, Jay, Emil, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your expertise. Hope the rest of your day goes well. Be safe and we'll see you again soon. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and hit the follow button on your podcast player and leave us a review. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work here in the USA. We offer direct hire, meaning you will be sponsored and hired directly by American healthcare facilities. If you're interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for more incredible conversations.